0: Hi, humans. Welcome to our podcast, Deconstruct. My name is Lauren.
1: And I'm Adam. On this podcast, we want to help start or continue conversations about the beautiful and messy parts of life. Although we both had a conservative upbringing, we've since grown out of a lot of our traditional ways of thinking.
0: We're learning to deconstruct the religious lenses we once saw the world through, breaking down topics like purity culture, racism, and the patriarchy, while demystifying things like feminism, equality, and love stepping away from our evangelical church background all the while leaning into god and moving forward in our faith
1: we'd love to hear your story you can find us on instagram at deconstruct.pod now onto the episode
0: where Adam lulls you to sleep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) While sipping on a single malt whiskey and smoking a cigar by the fire.
0: Absolutely not. He's drinking white wine (laughs) in our office. Don't let him fool you. First of all, I want to start off addressing current events and also addressing the fact that we both...
1: Benefit from white privilege.
0: Benefit from white privilege. There you go. Um, So I'm going to list resources in the description of this podcast. Um, Resources to learn from people of color. um, Because
1: we want to amplify voices that truly deserve to speak in this, not overpower voices by sharing our own opinions. Yeah in ways that don't reflect the people that are actually being hurt and marginalized marginalized by the things that are happening right now. Just
0: check down below um, for resources to educate yourself and to equip yourself with the right tools to be an anti-racist.
1: Yeah. And I just want to note on top of that, Lauren's gotten a few DMs recently where people have been wondering in what capacity to engage people of color over the conversation of being a white ally. Yes. And I think it's important to note that there are people who have spent time that have lived this existence and lived in a reality where we have white supremacy culture. Yep. for a very long time mm-hmm. and they've dedicated their lives to sharing their experience with people through books, through articles. podcasts, through yeah, through Speakers. articles all of those kind of platforms, I think the first step before you start engaging in conversation and expecting people of color to explain their existence to you, I think it's important that you go and you seek out the resources that have already been provided to yes. you by those people. I just think it's the most respectful thing that you can do to engage with the beginning of the conversation.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that, that's been my response to most people. Although, you know, we've spoken on this podcast how... I identify as a brown girl. I look like light brown <laughs> and I, and I uh, come across as white and I benefit from white privilege. So that is why we're not entirely speaking on this. But like I said, I'll be listing the resources down below. Please check them out. We had some questions sent in over on our Instagram, which if you aren't following, it's deconstruct.com pod. We had a few questions sent in and one of them, uh, was what are your family's opinions on your deconstruction? Do you talk to them about it? Um, Adam, would you like to begin? Sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's a challenging thing. So my theology at the point that it's at right now does not line up with that of my family, mostly as far as I've had in conversation. Um, we tend to disagree on a lot of things and we tend to get in arguments over, uh, I don't know, disparity in beliefs and and just, try, just trying to convince each other or show each other why we believe certain ways that we believe. Um, and so it can be a challenge having conversation with family about topics that we've found through deconstruction. My family tends to be a bit combative when it comes to disagreements i guess
0: well yeah they've admitted that that's what they're most proud of
1: yeah um and so we tend to definitely get in arguments over things but i also don't want to hold myself and my journey as something better than somebody else's journey yeah sure you know like you want
0: to seem holier than thou
1: right high and mighty i want to be able to just move and seek freedom and and be in progress right not be at a destination you know yeah so to sum it up no my family doesn't believe the same way that I do and we do tend to get in arguments over things yeah but also at the same time they you know generally support the podcast
0: right it's it-
1: they support the <laughs> the freedom
0: to they have your own opinion. Exactly. They support freedom of speech. Whereas I feel, I feel my family isn't as combative. Uh, my family is more uh, fearful. Um, and when I, when we first began this podcast, you know, my mom would talk to me after the first, after like kind of every episode, she would kind of bring up points that she didn't like, or she was like, well, you need to include this. Like you can talk about how you don't like some things, but you need to talk about how, how much you love Jesus. And like, you know, there were other things that was said. And, uh, one thing that I made clear, I think I made very clear was on the podcast is where I'm going to be the most open and free and vulnerable version of myself. Um, I'm going to ask questions out loud for the world to hear and, um, going to like an- admit things, confess things. I'm, you know, it's just like my place of just being raw and vulnerable. And you know, I told my family that if they were going to have a problem with the things that I say, then they need to not listen. And right. if there was any way that I could possibly block someone from listening to a podcast, that I would do that. And right. I was real. I mean, that was the you know that was the beginning of our podcast. It's it's progressed in ways that. I didn't expect to even then, and so I think I made like a clear boundary when it comes to my deconstruction. Even, yeah, um, you know, my mom well, she'll she'll say things. My dad too, actually, will say things from time to time, like checking in and making sure I'm not too far off the beaten path. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is, right? And I don't know. I think I mean the question was, what is our family's opinion? And so clearly, that means me saying all this. They don't agree with choices I've made and they don't agree with theology I have and questions that I bring up <laughs> um, makes them uncomfortable, makes them fearful for me because they love me, but it, they're it that's a whole another episode. Right. Um it's but it's a hard dichotomy to hold. It is. It truly is. Um and yeah, so it's been Kind of strange setting up boundaries around this. Yeah. And it's a big part of the thing is, actually, what makes this difficult is I am a passionate person and I'm also a very spiritual person. And so is my mom. Right. We just don't see it. We just disagree. Right. And, you know, if I had a parent that was just more passive and disagreed, I mean, that's the thing. We're just both very passionate. into. Mm -hmm. what we're into yeah and that creates some sort of tension sometimes i think
1: i think for me like i i know that i grew up in a household that we argued a lot over everything yeah you know like we just had a lot of heated conversations but it was also the space where we would also forget it the next morning or at least you know that's what we said we did right where you kind of just say all the things you need to say, you can disagree all you want, but like at the end of the day, we're still family, was was the mentality.
0: That doesn't mean that's healthy, though.
1: It doesn't, no. And that's that's what I was kind of leading into, is uh, creating boundaries has never been my strong suit. I've never... Oh, me I,
0: neither. Not till recently, but it's I, hard.
1: I, for sure. I, I don't believe that I care enough about my own mental health mm. compared to relationships that mm, I have mm-hmm. to create boundaries. Yeah. Um being married has changed that. Mm-hmm. At least changed my perception of it. Like now I <laughs> have to create boundaries for myself so that I can come <laughs> to Lauren in our relationship and be healthy and be okay and she's not just having to like bandage up wounds so I can go back out into the fight. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then also mm-hmm. I have to create boundaries because because there's just a lot that when I'm when I am being challenged, we are being challenged,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: And so that's tough.
0: That's it's very true.
1: Like I need to protect us. It's not just about me anymore.
0: Exactly. And that's you know part about being in a relationship with someone. You know when it's a serious relationship. Now we've talked about our parents. Um, have you talked to your siblings at all about? Not where really. You're at?
1: No, but I. The thing is, like
0: Adam has four siblings, by the way. I
1: do. I have a lot of them. They're like
0: <laughs> two of them rabbits. are young, though. Well, actually, only one of them now. Yeah, I
1: suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a lot younger. But I would imagine, just because of their political stances, that we tend to align on theology.
0: But the, I don't the know older that that's ones. necessarily true. Right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. The older ones. I don't think the younger ones really have their own self-identified opinions just yet.
0: Yeah. So you would say they agree with you. You're older. I would imagine. Yeah.
1: If we like really got into the conversation into the heat of it, I think we would find more similarities than dissimilarities.
0: I agree. How about I you? see that. Um yeah. Honestly, uh it's interesting uh, my siblings support me. I I think they've always known. I think a lot of these things that I've gone through although it's quite drastic from some of the theology I used to live by me getting passionate about a thing (laughs) and me being an activist, it's not new. Like I have always been somebody who gets involved with a, a thing of life. Like I first went vegan. Okay. So then that was like so different than what I used to be. Like I used to be majorly a, quote unquote carnivore like I used to eat so much meat and then when I went vegan like n- yes it was so different than how I was but the mentality of it they was were like oh that so makes insane. so much sense that Lauren would go vegan like right. oh it makes so much sense that Lauren would start a podcast and talk about like deconstruction and yeah I don't I don't think the personal characteristics have shocked them right? because that's always been true of me all these things the, kind of like rebellious in that way um,
1: but do you feel like the depth of that has shocked anybody? Any of your siblings?
0: Like just how intense?
1: Yeah, or um, I mean just the exploration that you've been on.
0: I think, I don't think it's shocked them, but, and I think there there are things that we disagree on, you know, with each of my siblings. I have three siblings, two brothers, one sister. And I think there are things that I, you know, we can uh, find common ground on and others that we, we don't so much. But... Like, I don't really, I don't know, I don't really mind. My siblings, I think, they don't ha- They don't come from a place of fear, right. whereas my parents do. Right. And I think that bothers me because one of my biggest, I was actually talking to my sister about this, one of my biggest pet peeves and things that I completely rebel against yeah. is when people tell me to be careful mm-hmm. and when something's dangerous, um, I... It's not that I'm an adrenaline junkie because I'm truly not. But however, when people tell me that, what, do you disagree?
1: No, no. I'm just, <laughs> there's certain, certain situations that I'm thinking of that would.
0: Oh, like me standing on the edge of a cliff. Right, yeah,
1: I'm literally <laughs> almost falling off. It's fine. Well, Not only on the edge of a cliff with your foot on a tree that's growing out of the edge of the cliff, <laughs> leaning on a decline <laughs> over the edge of a cliff. Okay,
0: maybe I do have some. I just I don't know. Anyway, um It's fine. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I hear somebody tell me, you know, witchcraft is dangerous. And I'm like, okay, like I like to deconstruct. I think I've always been into that. I'm like, what's so dangerous? Like, and I like to find what things really mean, not just like the words that people have dressed up to be certain things. And like back when I, years ago, whenever I didn't know what the word feminist was and people were like, well, don't, you know, you can be all about women empowerment, but but you know, don't
1: be a man hater. Don't
0: be a f- yeah, and don't be a feminist. Uh, right. I'm like, like that's dangerous territory. I'm like danger. Right. I laugh in the face <laughs> of danger.
1: <laughs> well, it's almost like okay. So the thing that I've seen throughout this entire journey that you've been on is
0: we've been on though.
1: Well, yes, but I, I mean, when I'm specifically looking at you, just because like we have our own journeys within this, like we happen to be Absolutely. on them together, but yes. we have our own individual journeys. But I've seen you almost have so much faith in the bigness and the capability of God mm-hmm. that nothing Scares nothing me. is a deterrent to you. you. It's almost like you're almost like literally nothing is bigger, stronger, badder than God. So Absolutely. witchcraft isn't that scary because God.
0: Or like looking or reading books about paganism or educating yourself. Education is like this beautiful, amazing thing. But it's still so little when it comes to God. Yeah, I, right, I come. Yes, that is exactly how I feel.
1: (laughs) You're like, you, you almost, it's almost God is
0: bigger than the boogeyman.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Veggie Tales really got to you.
0: (laughs) I really believed that song.
1: I mean, it's so funny though, because I feel like your faith in God as the creator of the universe has deepened and has proven itself so consistently that it's strange to me that anybody thinks that you're like off the straight and narrow (laughs) or like anything like that. Because I mean, I say this all the time from my own journey, but, and maybe, and maybe this is, maybe this isn't exactly, I don't know, like progressive of me, but
0: we don't, we don't fit in boxes here.
1: Yeah. But like, if I was a Christian, I mean, the way that I grew up, we believed in, once salvation was locked in, like, you're good. Like, (laughs) check the box. You're in. There's no, there's no, like, Mm. I can't lose your salvation. Right. So then I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, well, if that was still my theology, I could either sit scared in that space and say, I never want to, like, am I Christian enough? Did I ask Jesus into my heart enough Mm -hmm. times? Mm -hmm. Or I could be on the path that I'm on now where I'm exploring the depth and the breadth of like, what is God? Mm-hmm. So even if I'm wrong, <laughs> even if I'm seeking out completely false idols and seeing things for something that's very misconstrued.
0: According to your...
1: According to my previous mm-hmm. beliefs, I'm still fine. <laughs> I'm still fine going to heaven.
0: For the rest of your life.
1: <laughs> I'm locked in. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's my That's confidence. What brings confidence. you back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my confidence is like, Yes, I needed that rudimentary faith that told me that I was good. Mm-hmm. That God loved me and that there was nothing that could take that away. And for you, you just trust so deeply in the God that you were told existed and created this universe yeah. that you're good too.
0: Right. Yeah. I th- I, think that's, I think that's a good um, kind of breakdown of our, why we can be confident in our deconstruction I think there's I think there's things that we all kind of hold on to like oh, for sure like that like there's always there's got to be something that well maybe not I mean there are times that I did I wasn't sure of anything and it was scary and it was I had a lot of anxiety and I there there were nights there and there are nights that I'm like am have I made a mistake you know am I Am I leading people down the wrong path? I don't so much have that anymore, but in the beginning it was it was scary because that was like all the indoctrination right. that I had had.
1: Telling you to stay in line.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Don't question the process.
0: Right. And I've talked about this before, about the center thing. Like right. people are like, come back to center. I'm like, I'm running to center.
1: You're like, if Jesus walks with me, center moves with me.
0: Amen. Preach it. Yes. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying.
1: The thing is too though, like I tend to feel almost a little bit universalist where I'm like, I think people's spiritual experience, if you have a spiritual experience that is powerful enough for you to uh, subscribe to some sort of God, some sort of deity, some sort of theology, Mm -hmm. I, I believe in a big enough God that, that there could be nothing else. Right. Mm -hmm. That like.
0: That talks, that has that divine that divine capability to connect mm-hmm. to you in a mm-hmm. spiritual
1: way i don't Agreed. think i don't think anybody else's spiritual experience is false mm-hmm. and i don't think anybody else's bible is any less true or more true than ours yeah i think i think each of our each of our books of religion <laughs> or theology mm-hmm. or whatever are just experiences of people yeah That happen to align and use the same languaging around their spiritual experience, and they happen to be in alignment with each other. So they kind of get slapped into the same book.
0: Yeah. And also, humans like some sort of structure. Right. You know, and so, yeah, I think that's well said, Adam.
1: I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say with that is I don't think people need my my theology that i grew up with saying that you mm, know yeah. rescue what what do they call it like uh fire escape christianity or oh, like yeah. just lock in make sure you got that ladder out your apartment window
0: oh gosh and like yeah
1: and like believe in jesus because then you're good you've got the fire escape you can do whatever right. else you want with your life yeah i don't think people need that to be just no. as no just as confident and just as solid in their faith. That's not what I'm saying. No, but that's you. I'm saying that's where my confidence is rooted in because that was the rudimentary faith that I was raised with. But I also believe that, I mean, I believe, I don't know. I don't even know what your beliefs are on this necessarily, but I believe that anybody from any religion with a spiritual connection and experience and theology is good to go
0: good <laughs> their soul
1: is intended for the same place that mine is wherever that is whatever that is agreed
0: yeah i mean of course and we've talked about this this is this is going into that where do we go the very huge question is there a heaven and hell there are days i feel one way there are days i feel another um <laughs> yeah i think i think there's like we can experience heaven and hell in this life. Yeah. Um, I do think there's like some sort of collection of energy at the end of life, potentially. But it's a, still a question mark. Right. And that's heaven? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real deep. Again, that's like a whole other podcast episode, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably need to have another person to kind of go off of. To mediate. <laughs> yeah. Not even to
1: bounce <laughs> off of, just to mediate because- the like <laughs> trains that our brains take.
0: <laughs> because also... I tend to make Adam depressed. <laughs> I am
1: a four who needs to feel unique in this no. life.
0: Yeah, you need to feel like it was all meant for something. And so right. there are days that I'm like, I think we just go down the dirt and that's it. And
1: that's it. And the, the heaven that we created on earth was our experience yeah. of heaven.
0: There, there are days that well, I, I d- feel that trust way. Trust me. I
1: mean, I get it. There's days that I feel like we all just return to one
0: collection of souls, energy, one energy. And And that to me is kind of where I'm at, you know, on the good days.
1: Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) On the bad days. It's the dirt.
0: (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. Somebody else asked me how my journey has affected my relationship with my sister, her being in music still, which, um, if you haven't heard this or I've mentioned the story in other episodes, but I will say that Her leaving the band, she quit Love Collide, our old band, (laughs) almost two years ago now. And that
1: keeps. Did did that name, like saying Love Collide, almost feel like dusting off an old relic to you just then, too? Like, oh, Love Collide.
0: Oh, of course. I've said it a couple times in episodes. And the further out time goes, yes, the more it's like, oh. Oh, cute! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, not to interrupt, but um, that just
1: was the first time that I've experienced that.
0: Yeah, um, so with our old band, Love Clyde, <laughs> she left the band and like two years ago, and that was kind of the kickstart of my deconstruction. I won't, I won't say like the be- it wasn't like the beginning necessarily, yeah. but it kind of like forced things into motion for me. Why? Well, because when I wasn't in the Christian music industry anymore, um, well, my being in that band was my it was my career, meaning like my finances. It was my identity. I was an artist, you know, a touring artist. I it was my it's how I understood my familial relationships with my sister and my mother and honestly the rest of my family. Um, it ha- also had to it was tied with my spirituality and like my religion so when all of that was kind of done when she she was done and I, it in a sense kind of fell apart at least in my mind
1: like your identity and everything fell it apart.
0: was everything fell apart and I it was like starting over but like as a grown adult
1: so why did that make you question your faith
0: well I think I think the I will say one of the first things that made me question my faith was you know I started starting to Or would date.
1: you even phrase it that way? Would you phrase it questioning your faith or it was an ex- an expansion of your faith? Like, I think I don't want to put words in your mouth either.
0: I think when you, when I broke up with my ex and then you and I started dating and I fell in love with you and it was magical and amazing. And you know, like I've mentioned in other episodes, it was kind of the kickstart of me being like, I think there's more <laughs> to life. Like there's gotta be. And I was done thinking that martyrdom was closest to holiness. And it was the beginning of me realizing that wholeness was the closest to holiness and mm-hmm. all of that. It was being so happy and madly in love and just in a time where I shouldn't have been. Yeah. It, it, that wrecked me in the best way. Um, and then getting married a couple of years later. I'm just smiling. Oh. It
1: just it gives me butterflies.
0: <laughs> oh, um, and then when we got married, um, like a year and a half later, I I think, um, you know, I having intercourse for the first time. We had done other things, but dealing with the things that were coming up in my mind with purity culture things, and at this point, Love Collide was still happening. We were still touring and stuff. Um, I think I started. In my mind, at least, breaking down some negative, some toxic messaging I had believed. Mm-hmm. I think being married and being married to someone that was like I felt so we were just so equals and so like I just love I I just truly felt like our love was like the a one of a kind and I true and I still and I still feel that way. I still feel like nobody else gets what we get. <laughs> but also, the other side of me is like, no, everyone deserves this. Everyone gets this. Yeah, And I think that's the part of me that was like, if this is meant for everyone, I need to tell people. Like, I need to explore this more. I need, there needs to be this wrecking of your life because of love, you know? And yeah. I've always been told that God is love. And so anyway, that kind of like kickstarted things, you know, having sex and dealing with purity culture things and all the while being told I can't wear certain things on stage, all the while being talked, to by, talked down to by men on the road, you know, in the Christian music industry, all the while being told our album can't be in certain bookstores because we have a second piercing, you know. So while I was just like felt so free, which is the word that I had when we first started dating, I felt so free and in love. I also was like Being told, like, get back in your cage, like, get back in your cage. And I
1: did music ever feel like freedom to you? Like, was was that a point of discovery for you where, because I still feel like the conversations we have, you've never felt more free in your life than when we were doing music. But also now you feel. Feel more spiritually free and more like freedom is the anthem of our relationship.
0: I think that's hard to say because at that point I was still living in like kind of a privileged mindset that I was I was able to be out on the road and not pay bills at the time. Just being real. Like I didn't have phone bill, health bill, like I didn't have rent. I was just out so much. Yeah. My parents were so involved. You know, so I didn't I didn't have the burdens of living as an adult having adult responsibilities so yes in a way that was like free to me yeah you know like
1: you needed you needed the journey of the buddha you needed <laughs> to step down from the privilege and into the world to well, be able to which is basically speak into it.
0: basically what we did when we got married cuz then all when we got married it was like pusha I, I
1: pulled you down <laughs> to my level <laughs>
0: I mean, there
1: it is. No, no. No, it's fine. I'm your trailer treasure. It's fine.
0: <laughs> no, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't love that that was my story. Like, I don't, I'm yeah. not, I'm not proud of that, but I can't change things. I can't, of course, change the way things unfolded for me. Um, okay. Anyway, so getting back to we were married, started, unfolding some things in purity culture and then my sister quit the band like six months seven months six months yeah into us being married yeah and me being like i don't like i don't know i just i think once we got married we also were looking for a church and we couldn't really find one that we truly felt right home we're like we were out on the road being being the church that you know, we were told like we're part of this huge amazing community. And then I got back to Nashville and we're like, what community? Where? Right. Like where? And I tried. And you know, I tried at different churches. And, you know, there was there's some churches here in Nashville that was a cool kids club. And I wasn't in that cool kids club. I didn't have enough. I was in the Christian music industry, but I didn't I was there was just there were just elements of um exclusion that i was so aware of aware of yeah i was so aware of that i enjoyed the little season that we had when we didn't go to church and i didn't feel bad <laughs> i was like i i felt good you we were church like i i don't know i i think that was something for me too just realizing that church was me church was yeah where I was (laughs) and where we were. And um, so anyway, that was so long for me to describe (laughs) and and me to talk about how my deconstruction has affected my relationship with my sister. I think it's the answer is more of her. She kind of has, she kind of kickstarted that for me in her actions, catalyst catalyst for that. But now As far as my deconstruction goes with my sister, you know, I, she's my younger sister. So I kind of have, I tend to be the first one to experience things in general. That's also our personalities. And so I think there are things now that it's been been two years and lots, lots, lots of shit has gone down between the two of us. But, um, and we're just now kind of re... Um, yeah, I reconnecting, re we're healing, right? Things you're
1: finding a new relationship, a new with relationship, yeah, a new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, because honestly, you're both very different. People.
0: We are, we are very different.
1: It's almost like it's almost, and maybe maybe this isn't my place to say, but it's almost like two people trying to foster a relationship that they've never experienced before without
0: falling into toxic. Habits. Habits, mental habits, even with each other, thinking right. that we're like one unit, one product. We were right. literally one product.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Maybe maybe that, maybe that that's a bad analogy just because you guys do have so much that you also have to be cognizant of oh, yeah. while you're moving through your relationship.
0: Absolutely. We have to be super, I have to be super careful. I think she does too, but... Of course. Um, Just not falling into, yeah, old habits of becoming so united because we're we didn't we're not soulmates like we didn't choose we're sisters and we're very you know we're very much alike in some ways in some ways we're really not alike um and so i think it's just it's it it's been an interesting journey and i think now more than ever it's it's in a good place yeah but it's new and we're we're learning for sure. So yeah, I mean that's I guess that's how I don't know if that answered you. I think that <laughs> probably answered your question and more, more than you were even um expecting, but you also said and her being in music still. Um I and mean, that's that was hard because she quit Love Glide and she didn't know if she was going to do music and it was just only a couple months later and she had music out. And so I think that was like my mental was just it was it's just been hard for me. Um right. so it, I think it's been really difficult for both of us, but I could speak on my own experience and it's just been hard right. to watch her walk away and then walk back into it in a sense.
1: Uh, well, I think I think you guys have been on a journey of finding your independence, period. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that's the overarching theme of your right. relationship. Right. And seeking independence when you're also coming out of a toxic relationship with the Christian music industry.
0: Right. And I also want to say, you know, in my, I'm also still in music. <laughs> Music's never done. Music's never like, there's no, there's no end point for being in music. If you're you a musician, will
1: forever be an artist.
0: Yeah. I will forever be an artist. I mean, you can look at my stuff, Baneshi. I have three songs out <laughs> and I, I don't know. Like, she's had other opportunities that I have not had. And that has been my own thing working through that. Um, it's been part of this whole process. So yeah, I mean that was just a statement you made her still being in music and that's true. I'm also still in music and if there's any musicians who are listening. You understand that you were never out of music. Yeah, I, will be real and at this point I don't have the finances to put out music and that's where I'm at um I don't think a lot of people realize how how much money it takes to put out good music and I think that's just like being honest you know I would have a lot more music going on right now I just I think one I, it was good for my mental health to kind of take a moment and to realize that that was not Didn't have to be my identity. This podcast is not my identity. My YouTube channel is not my identity. You know? And I think that was really hard for me to do with music. But believe me, when I'm ready to go and I got a couple extra bucks in my pocket, maybe we'll come (laughs) out with some more music. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) But yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast today, you guys. There's a lot going on in the world. Like I said, Uh, check out the resources that I will link down below. There will only be, there's so much more than I will even link, um, but that will at least get you started. And we love you guys. As always, until next time. Bye. Bye. If you liked this episode, please share, rate, and review on whatever platform you're listening.
1: As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next time.